Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Series has been How It's Meant to Be, and it's a series on the family. So tonight's title is As a Family, As a Family. And I'm going to talk about some things um, that we do as a family. And uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, that was Sunday. It's family guidelines in the words. This was like, wait a minute. I think Sunday was as a family, wasn't it? Yes, it was. As a family was Sunday. They're all running together now. But this, this might be a little more controversial tonight. Um, I'm going to talk about roles in the family and some different stuff and family guidelines in the words. So we're going to read through some scripture and then we're going to summarize it with some points I took from it that are just real simple things. But let's see where God takes us tonight. So um, let's go to Ephesians 5.21. And uh, this is interesting how it begins. Let's stay on this verse for a minute. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. What do you think? That word has been given a dirty connotation in modern life. In modern America, submit. What does submit mean to you? What does submit mean to you? I have some answers for that, but what do you think? What does submit mean? Wow, that, that's a great description. Be humble with each other. What else? Anything else? Ma'am? Do for others. Serve each other. It's hard to serve each other if you're not able to be humble, huh? Those, those go in together very well. What else? Any, does anything else come to mind? Submit. It says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So in honor of Jesus, basically, because you respect the Lord, you're going to submit to one another. So we have humility. We have serving and doing for each other. Anything else? Submit. Oh, this is good. Yes, ma'am? Being accountable to one another. That's how you submit. Wow, that I, I did not even think of that. Somebody lend me a pen real quick. I'm going to write that is good, being accountable. Accountable is, basically, I'm an open book. Now, we're going to have private things, we are. But there's so many areas where you say, here, here it is. I'm that way with my wife about stuff. She tells me sometimes, okay, play by play. Because I'm like, I'm headed, to, I'm headed to see you right now. I'm going over here. And she's like, okay, thank you. And she thanks me, but sometimes she's like, you don't have to tell me everything. And I'm like, I want you to know where I am. And at any given moment, she can ask me where I am, and I'll tell her. I don't have any secrets. Like I said, though, before, some of y'all heard this before, unless I'm buying her a Christmas gift, or it's a secret, and then I may respond later and tell her the new location where I'm at. So accountable, that's a good answer. There was something. To submit to one another is a compromise. Yeah, it's, it's give and take, isn't it? Sometimes it's not exactly how I want it to be. I don't know why that's so frustrating. Maybe for some personalities more than others, sometimes you're like, I need it. I need a win here. I need it to be my way on this. Some of you, some of you, God bless you, you're like, no, that happens to me about five or six times a week. I don't, I don't know. The older I've gotten, the less things matter. Is anybody with me on that? The more experienced you become, I'm like, that bothered me? <laughs> Anything else? Somebody else wanted to add, yes, ma'am, then I'm going to go to Barry. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and, I'm, and sometimes it's, it's the humility of saying, well, I, I'm sorry it got to this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I even brought it up. Truth or not, I, 
I thought I was right. I'm sorry. Whatever. Whatever the, I'm sorry. And it's crazy how when folks are being humble, sometimes it'll take one to go, man, you know what? I'm sorry. And the other one's like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Really? I overreacted or I, I, I misunderstood or who knows. That's great. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. It's far-reaching, it's general, it covers a lot of ground. Don't be messing with my whole sermon, Barry. Good answers, good answers. So anything else? What else do you get out of that? Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Are we recording, by the way? Excellent. Submit to one, because there's some really good answers in here, and I'm trying to repeat them back so that they're recorded. Submit to one another. Anybody else have anything else they want to add to that? You don't have to. No pressure. Yes, sir. Huh. I I would have to say that that goes along with submitting. Um, Sometimes I'm a brilliant, I'm a brilliant listener. And other times I'm an F plus. (laughs) Because I'm distracted or caffeinated or... Everybody, we talked about this in the last series, I believe. And we talked about... One way that humans feel loved and respected is that someone's listening to them. So we all want to be listened to at some point. And I believe that that's powerful. Submitting to one another, yeah, that's loving each other and respecting and, and uh, <laughs> listening. Listening is submitting. That's interesting. Anybody else? And then we'll get into this. Some of this, y'all have been, I've been waiting for Pastor Matt to talk about this. I don't know how much I've talked about this before. Some of y'all are like, they're going like this with their husband and wife. Oh, man, this is on you now. I know where this is headed. I know where this, this scripture reference is headed. So let's go on to the next verse. See, see, because this right here, does anybody know the girl that was in, a, a, it was Full House. Now on Netflix, it's Fuller House. Well, her name was Candace Cameron. Is it Candace Bure? Bure or something now? Well, several years ago, I don't know if she wrote a book or something. She's a media personality, but she's a believer. And she talked about submitting to her husband, and they were like, oh. And it, I still don't understand what the big deal was. But this scripture says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, before we get into this, y'all are going to notice tonight that it only talks about children a little bit because the foundation of the home if there's a mom and a dad there, if there's a husband and wife there, is the parents, okay? Now, if there's not a husband and wife there, then, then God gives you wisdom in those areas if it's a single mom, a single dad, or whatever, however that works. But you're going to notice, if there are two parents in the household, God deals with that a lot through the Apostle Paul. He, only, he deals with the kids too, but he mostly deals with the husbands and wives and how they treat each other, and he repeats himself a lot, okay? So this really throws people off. I remember years ago, one lady said, I'm not going to submit to the devil in my husband. <laughs> well, okay. Don't, didn't know their story. That lady was, she was something else. <laughs> she was something else. But this is what scripture says. For wives, this means submit to your husbands 
as to the Lord. One woman said, she said, you know what? She said, the way I was taught, I'll always listen to my husband. I'll take him seriously. I will submit to him unless he's asking me to do something stupid or illegal or immoral. And stupid probably covers all three of those, right? But she said stupid or, I think she said stupid or ungodly. And then she branched out. <laughs> Barry was talking about branching out. Well, great. I'm going to tell you something tonight. In all the years I've been in ministry, I've been in ministry now since January 24th, 2000. Wow, how is it? How is it going on 20 years? And before that, I was in a pastor's home, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm well into my 40s now. And I have never witnessed this personally. I'm sure they're out there, husbands and wives like this. But I've never witnessed this personally, where if a man truly loves his wife, she has a hard time honoring and respecting and submitting to him. But it's crazy, men. Let me tell you all this right now. And ladies, you can get somebody off the street who's never been to church or went once to Sunday school 50 years ago. And you start talking about husbands and wives, and guess, guess what's the first verse they quote, especially if they're men? Well, the Bible says that you women need to submit. Women need to obey their husbands. And then they'll take it crazy and go, women need to submit to men. Now listen, I'm a pastor. Okay, let's clarify some stuff. I'm a pastor, and God's placed me and my wife over this ministry. Ultimately, I'm responsible over this ministry as the head of this ministry under my dad. So, <laughs> just because I'm the head of the ministry here doesn't mean I'm over everybody's wife in their homes. That's how cults are created. Right? Are y'all still with me? Really strange cults have been... But, and some quotes like that mean they, they don't know their Bible. Because folks like that will go, oh yeah, you know, women need to submit to men. And you go, okay, let's go to the book of Revelation. And they're going back and forth in their Bible like this. They can't find Gen Genesis or Revelation. I'm like, you've never read your Bible. You've and they're all, it's in there, preacher. It's in there. Well, this starts off interesting. And folks go, they put all the importance on this. And that's important. Wives, honor your husbands. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Let's go on. For a husband is the head of his of his wife as Christ is the head of his church. You guys ever heard of Siamese twins? It's sad, right? But it's, it's eerie and it's freakish to people. Two heads, right? It's odd to have two heads, right? Ultimately, you get down to it and there's one head. I'm the head of my home. And it's interesting that and I don't go announcing that at home and, and beating my chest until I don't have to because I love her and I treat her with love. But this verse right here is so interesting because the word that Paul uses for head, I'm not going to try to say the word, it's a Greek word. I believe it starts with an H. It's interesting because he could have chosen, theologians tell us and those who study the scriptures, he could have chosen one of 30-something different words. Greek is a very rich language to designate leader or head. And he did not choose the word that's used for tyrant or emperor or show-off or jerk or dominator. 
he chose a really interesting word. And the word the Apostle Paul chose for head, it actually means the one that leads into battle. Isn't that interesting? The one that leads the way into battle, like a true leader. Says, okay, I, I mean, we've talked about this. Now here we go. You don't have a guy going, hey man, it's head of this home. Man, everybody, we need to pray. Telling his wife, baby, you need to pray. Telling the kids, y'all need to pray and read the word right now, but you're never going to see me doing either. No, that's not a true head. A true head leads by example, and they lead into the battle. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. Now, that's not just an authority position and a power position and a position to brag about. That's a very serious position because that means I'm ultimately responsible for my family. I am ultimately responsible for my wife. I take that very seriously. And it's crazy because even recently, we were at an impasse about something. I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was that big. And Jen and I did not agree on it, and we kept going. And it was not an argument or anything. She's like, baby, I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't see it that way. But I'm going with what you say. I trust you. And it wasn't a, a power struggle. It wasn't weird. It wasn't yelling or screaming or anything. Because she trusts me to lead us into battle. Am I wrong sometimes? Oh, yes, and I've been wrong. There's been times I should have listened to her and she should have listened to me. Submit one to another, right? But as the head of the home, I'm ultimately responsible. This is interesting. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body. Wow, the church. Here we go. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. You wives don't submit to every man. You wives should submit to your husbands in everything. That's interesting. And I know this, this messes with people because they go, oh man, I got to listen to him about that or I got I to gotta submit to him in that area. And a, a wife only feels that way if she's not feeling loved by her husband. She's like, I ain't listening to him. That's stupid. I'm not listening. All right, let's go on. For husbands, uh-oh, this is where the, the rubber of the tire meets the pavement. We really catch traction here. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. Can anybody give me an example of what Jesus did in loving his church, his bride? Scripture says we're the bride of Christ. What did he do? Oh, my God. I was hoping she wouldn't say that. He went to the cross. He sacrificed himself for her, for us. What else did he do? He spoke truth. He lived what he said. He kept his word. Oh, man. There's so many things Jesus did. And that, this is a big, this is a tall order. I've heard my dad say this before. Is say, hey, man, uh, it's, not a, it's not a problem for the wife to submit to the husband, but his is the biggest job, really, in the family because it all starts with him. I remember years ago, and I was an upstart. I was ignorant. I was foolish. It was many, many moons ago. And I, I have my foolish areas still. I know that, and I have a lot to learn. The older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. But I was dealing with a guy in Europe, and all he could say was, my wife doesn't submit to me. She doesn't listen to me. And I could see... I liked him, but I could see he was kind of a jerk. Now, I didn't tell him that, and I didn't know how to say that in German either. But we had a translator, and I knew some German, and we communicated. And I said, all of this is great, but that's all you can quote from the Bible, I noticed. This was about 17 or 18 years ago. 
And finally I said, she's gonna, it was so basic to me, and I knew so little. I hadn't even been married yet, but I said, man, if you'll love your wife, don't you think she's gonna be able to listen to you and go along with your plans and discuss with you and be on the same page with you? And it was crazy. It was so simple. I don't even think it was some deep thing at all. And he said, he said in English, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget the look on his face. He said, wow, with a German accent. I don't remember exactly how that went. It didn't sound real American. It was like, wow. And I thought, wow, we've gotten through to him. That, my wow. Because he was like, I haven't been good to her. I just come home and demand things. I don't pay attention to her. And I just want her to listen to me and take it. And see, that's very selfish when someone quotes stuff out of context for their own benefit. That's very selfish, okay? Hey, hey not just men do it, guys. I'm not just beating up the men tonight. Women, women do it all the time, too. Okay, humans do it. I don't think anybody in here does it, but hey, I think we have done it probably. Quote something out of context. Well, the word says this. Oh man, we use it for our own selfish end. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Man, that's a tall order. We have a big job. He gave up his life for her, that goes to the cross, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. So wow, men, it sounds like it's our responsibility to wash our wives in the word. You speak the word over her to make her, help her to, to see truth, help her to see light, help her to be full of God's life. Man, I'm always speaking God's word over my wife. And man, I'm, I come up short in, in many areas. I know I do, but God's working on me. And I, I pray with her and I speak the word over her. I speak encouragement. I speak blessing. Washed by the cleansing of God's word. What's next? He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other what? Blemish. So it's amazing. After Jesus washes us in, with the water of the word, he sees us as perfect. That's interesting, isn't it? I've had flashes of that where I'm like, baby, wow, I see you as perfect for me. <laughs> You're perfect for me. You're perfectly matched to me. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Wow. In the same way, he says it again, man, it must be important, the law of repetition here, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Wow. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself because she's part of you, right? No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church, or no one in their right mind, right? That, that scripture has been de debated before, but you see the point that the Apostle Paul is getting across there. Just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. Let's keep going. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. That's interesting. So again, I say, each man must love his wife. Did he say that again? How many times? Is that three times? <laughs> Nervous laughter. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. But then he goes on to repeat, and the wife must respect her husband. That's powerful. Are there any questions about what we just read? It's pretty self-explanatory. Are there any questions? You will not get in trouble for any questions tonight. There are no dumb questions in this house tonight. Anybody? I know the group's a little big for folks' comfort to be talking about this, but you know, say, oh, I have a question. 
Some of you might catch me after church, I guess. Any questions? All right. I ain't asking him anything. I'm going to get in trouble later. I've seen people do that in church too. But what if your husband, can you imagine? I've seen people do that in Bible study too. And Hey, pastor, what if your wife, I'm all, dude, your wife's right next to you. What if your wife keeps, or what if your husband, I've had people do that. I'm like, that's not wisdom. I'm praying for God to deal with you right now. Right now, I'm calling down fire right now. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself. (laughs) And the wife must respect her husband. So this may seem like an odd question. If I really struggled with self-hatred, would it be hard for me to love my wife? Yeah, she's part of me. If I have a problem with myself, how can I love her or anyone else? Hmm. Me being a creation of God, being created in, in God's image. Let's go to Ephesians 6.1. How on earth have we gone 20 minutes already? Ephesians 6.1. I believe this is a continuation right after Ephesians 5.33 there. Right into the next chapter. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Kids, if you live at home, obey your parents, all right? Obey your parents. We've, we've always got to honor our father and mother, always, whether you live at home or not. But you especially need to obey your parents if you're living at home with them. Now, if you're 35 and you still live with your parents, mm, that's debatable. But at the same time, maybe you should move out just because that, that get becomes a conflict. All right, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, right? Except for extenuating circumstances, caring for your parents or you're transitioning between homes or whatever. You know what I mean. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the what? On the earth. Wow. I don't know how many times my mom told me that. You better make sure you respect us so that you'll live long on the earth. You don't want to be disrespecting us. You, you'll, you, you could die young. <laughs> Mom never pulled punches. Y'all, the, those of you that really knew her, she didn't pull punches. I was all, I don't want to die young. I'm sorry. I, I repent. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Wow, that's interesting. Fathers can also be translated as parents. I don't believe it's just addressing dads this is parents but hey let's take it for what it's worth right here hey don't provoke your kids to anger by the way you treat them have you ever seen parents just doing cruel and unusual things with their kids i remember growing up in church and the way some parents messed with their kids i was like dang i'd be mad too and then everybody's mad it's crazy rather what does it say bring them up with a discipline and instruction that comes from the lord i believe discipline is spankings here and there up to a certain age. I do believe that. Okay? And I think that's it. All right. Bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Any questions? Now, nobody throw anybody under the bus. Sitting next to your, your daughter. And, but what if your daughter won't listen? I'm all, I see right through that. I know what you're doing, right? Any questions? These scriptures are really very, very, very self-explanatory. All right? Here's what I see 
in these verses. I, we don't have to get too deep tonight. But here's what I see, and we've, I've compiled a little simple, simple, very simple list. And I think it all goes back to love. It really does. It, goes, it all goes back to love. I mean, I could have just said love each other. But I wanted to break it down separately. So number one, you love each other. If you love each other, you're forgiving each other. You're caring for each other, right? You're serving each other. You're doing stuff for each other. Submit. Scripture said submit one to another. Okay? So the, these, things were, these things were mentioned in the verses we just read. Respect. Respect. You, did you know you can disagree with each other and agree to disagree and respect each other? My wife and I do that all the time where I'm like, that's not what I remember. And I've got to deal with my pride too because I remember so many things so well. I'm like, it didn't happen like that. I can tell you exactly. She's like, that's not what happened. She, and my wife, she tells me, you're mixing memories. She goes, you have a fabulous memory, baby, and you have better memory than me. But, and see, I've got to be careful not to be proud about that at times because I'm like, baby, I could tell you what the position of the sun that day and the date and, and the time. And she's like, mm that's not what happened that day. That was this. And I'm like, uh. And there's times I just have to swallow my pride and we submit to one another. And I, sometimes I just, and we just respect each other. I'm like, I, she's like, you don't believe me, huh? And I'm like, you don't believe me. <laughs> She tells me that a lot. It's one of her favorite things. She's like, baby, I know. You don't believe me, huh? And then I'll humble myself, and I'm like, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. But I need to go research that. I'm going to go look back through pictures and different, just so I can be, no, I'm just kidding. No, there's times I just, I'm just like, Lord, just work on me, man. I don't, I don't have to be right. I, I want to be right with each other. Somebody, does, does somebody hear me in here? I'd rather be right with my wife than be right all the time. Does that make sense? Ladies, wouldn't you rather be right with your husband than I'm just right? And women are right a lot. They are. They have intuition. They see things that we don't see. Women find stuff. Why can't men find stuff? I go to the store. It ha Johnny, it happened about two weeks ago. Check this out. I get to the store, and I'm all, they don't have it. And I was looking there, and I'm, I'm getting impatient. I'm like, can she respond, man? I'm ready to go home. I'm at Thriftway. I'm like, they don't, they don't have it. She loves to do this. Text me a picture of the shelf. So I text her a picture of the shelf. Quick response. She circled it. Oh, man. Is that it? Oh, man. Humility. I'm pretty good at apologizing. I am. But I'm like, oh, sorry. I thought they didn't. She's like, baby. I, she said, it's hard for you to see those things. I, I know. I go like this. Oh, it's not here. I can't find it anywhere. Nobody else. And then you call a guy to help you, and he works here. He can tell you what aisle everything's on, but he'll go, no, sir, um, we don't have it. We don't have it. And I'm like, and so one of my things now is, baby, I got help. I got help, and they don't have it. And it kind of strengthens my argument there, but sometimes she's still like, I know they have it, you know. So we respect each other. Children, that's a basic thing there. Children obey. Your kiddo you're in a certain age at home, you just got to obey your parents. It's simple. Unless they're having you do something illegal or immoral. I, 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 would, I would, you know, really admonish kids, don't, don't obey your parents if it's illegal or immoral, okay? But if you think it's stupid and it's not illegal or immoral, you still have to do it, right? You've heard some of the stories I told you about. We had to paint 
I thought that was stupid sometimes. I'm like, why do we paint? There's already paint on the wall. Dad's like, no, we're going to make this place look nice. It's going to brighten it up. It's going to freshen it up. It's going to smell good. I'm like, Dad, really, it smells fine. Can I go play Nintendo now? We already did the lawn this weekend. Can I just go play Nintendo? And back then, it was just a Nintendo. That was before Sega Genesis and all that. It was a Nintendo. I, Dad, I've really got a stage I'd like to beat in Super Mario Brothers 2. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? So, if it's not illegal or immoral, kids, obey your parents. Obey your parents. I promise, kids, I promise. Even if your kids aren't serving God, I mean, even if your parents, even if your parents aren't serving God, they know more than you. I'm talking to kids here, all right? And it, parents, even the, parent, even the ones that aren't serving God, they know more than you. They've lived longer, okay? All right, so children, obey your parents. Number five, honor. I say, man, well, that's just for children. No, we need to honor each other. That ties into respect. But children, honor your parents so you live long on this earth, on this planet, but also honor each other. Treat each other with respect and kindness, all right? And that's number six, really. Treat each other well. Practice it. Have you seen how some families talk to each other? I'm shocked. And I don't, I don't do a great job of hiding my emotions. Those that know me, y'all know me pretty well in here. I'm a very passionate person. I can be positive and upbeat if I'm struggling, but that's about my biggest strength with emotions. The rest of it, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. There's times, I remember one time we were here at church. <laughs> we were here at church, and it was years ago. It's 10 plus years ago. But I think dad, dad was ministering, and me and Barry and Noe were back here, and I think dad said, everybody, let's, let's shout for joy. Let's praise God. And people were jumping up and down and praising God. And there was a couple visiting the church, and they were standing in the back. And they started, like, dancing like they were in the club together. He was spinning her and stuff. And I don't know if they remember it. I think it was Barry. And my wife was mortified, and she looks back there like, I'm going to do something. And all I did was laugh. I was so entertained. I was like, praise God, I'm going to jump for joy. But, man, look at them. Pastor Matt at a younger age, I was like, wow, that is awesome. Yeah, they were doing this and dancing like that. I, that's probably not how you dance. <laughs> but they were shaking it, man, in church, and it did not look spiritual. Because they were dancing together, like club style. I was like, man, wow. And it was entertaining. My wife saw. And see, and me, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so I was like this. And, you know, you start getting, you try to get your friend's attention, you know. <laughs> you know. Anyway, make sure you treat each other well, all right? Make sure you treat each other well. So let's go through these again. Love each other. That really covers the whole list. Scripture says, scripture says basically, Jesus, Jesus con condensed everything down to loving God and loving others. If you love God and you love others, you're going to treat people right, okay? You're going to submit one to another in humility, serving each other. You're going to respect. You're going to obey your parents as a child, as a kid. You're going to honor your parents, but you're going to honor other people. You're going to treat each other well. Are there any questions tonight? You have a comment. Yes, ma'am. It's real. 
It's real simple and old school, is it? And they say that now, my house, my rules. But I remember, man, I remember it really was my house, my rules. I don't know how, how old we were. Jonathan and I, once a, we're getting too old for it now, last thing. But we'd like to struggle with each other. He'd walk up and do something. And he, he hasn't done it in a while because he's a dad now. I think he's pretty mature. <laughs> he's got my baby niece there, Camila, and he's really being a good example. But Jonathan's a lot of fun, and we're very compatible, our personalities. We've always gotten along really well. We're close, close friends. We're best of friends. But John will come by and do something he has in the past. Do something real odd to me. And then he'll try to run off because he's pretty quick. <laughs> Just do something to me and then get away. And even as adults, I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? So one time, Jonathan did something. And I'm like, ah, that's fine. And, you know, and so I started grabbing him up in dad's house. And I think it was at this new house before mom passed away. And dad, same dad. At the time, he's in his late 60s. He's like, you guys want to do that? Get outside. He didn't even hesitate. Talk about a knowledge of his, his own knowledge of authority, his house. Because dad's thing is, don't break something in here. Because he used to tell us when we were kids, I quote, I quote, he'd say, hey, if y'all break that, I'm going to break your head. That's really powerful, isn't it? Dad just walked in and walked by and looked at me too. I'm like, how did he know? He just walked by like that, carrying his briefcase, looking at me. He just did out there in the lobby. I saw him. <laughs> timing, his timing was perfect. I was like, dang, he's like, if y'all break that. Yeah, he said it. It was funny, too, because, you know, you got older, you know. And I can, I can still do quotes to my brother. I'll say, hey, who says this? And he goes, dad. Who says this? Dad, mom. You know, I can do quotes of what they've said over the years. <laughs> you guys better get this junk out of here right now. Dad had another quote. If it wasn't for me, this house would always be dirty. I don't know if that was the whole truth, but it was funny because, you know, you get older and I was all, man, that's, that's good, man. Because dad was a perfectionist. Like, get. He would just throw stuff in the closet, though, to get it out of the way. And the house looked clean, but it may have had your junk. It was like the army because he'd get your junk and just throw it places. I'm all, where's my stuff? He's all, y'all left it out. I told you already. I'm all, did you tell me? He said, I told you. You know I told you. Go get it out of the closet. I'm all, it's all messed up in here. He said, it was messed up in the house. Get your junk out of here. You can hear him saying that, huh? People think pastor's tough now. Man, he's mellowed out. So, man, pastor's so tough. He's just said, well, he's very bold with his words, but man, <laughs> oh, man, that was tough. That was tough. Any questions or comments? But praise God for it all. God is faithful. I bless God for my parents. I do, and for our family. And I thank God for your families and that you're part of this ministry and this church. I love y'all, and I'm glad you're part of my family and you've allowed me to be part of yours. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes tonight, if you would, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. We thank you tonight, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Is there anybody in the house who just says, man, you know what? I need prayer for me or somebody in my family, or somebody else that I love that's outside of my family, would you raise your hand right where you are? Go ahead. Go ahead. God bless you. That's a lot of you. Either yourself or somebody you know or close to you or your family. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree tonight. We agree tonight for these needs, whether it be for them personally, for their families, extended families, friends, relatives, people they love, God, siblings, aunts, uncles, parents, husband, wife, whatever. God, we lay these 
requests at your feet. And we trust you tonight, God. And we thank you, Father, because you are faithful. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the anointing of your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you, Father God, that your word tonight, I believe, fell on good ground. Help us to love and respect and submit to one another. Show us our roles, God. Let them become a revelation to us, God, our roles as parents, husband, wife, son, daughter, child, whatever it is. Show us, God. Speak to us, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over all these needs, God, that they be met according to your will. In Jesus' name. Now, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, is there anybody in the house that says, man, I just need to draw close to God again? Pastor Matt, would you pray with me? If that's you tonight, raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you real quick. Say, I need to get close to God again. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. It's as easy as starting tonight, read a chapter of the Word and ask God to speak to you through it. It's as easy as starting tonight, praying right here and asking the Lord to forgive you. Everybody in the house, repeat after me and say, Heavenly Father, I just want to be close to you. Forgive me of any and all sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody look at me. Was that easy? Faith. The God you serve is a God of faith. There's an old saying, you can take a thousand steps from, from the Lord or away from him or out of his will and it's only one step to be right back facing him and back, back where he wants you to be. Sometimes it takes more than that, but you're back in God's arms and you've got to take other steps to get into his perfect will. But God is with you, he's for you, and he lives inside.